this episode, my guest is McKing Lee. McKing is a Singaporean hypnotist that's been featured by New Paper, Channel News Asia, Millennials of Singapore, and Toggle on a piece called Hypnosis is My Business. He'll be sharing about how hypnosis works and how he uses it to help his clients. I understand um, you had a pretty traumatizing experience that uh, kind of changed the course of your life. Maybe you could tell us a little yes. about what happened? Sure. Okay, so it all happened when I was about 20 years old. I woke up feeling a little bit breathless and I had no idea what was going on. Every time I walked, every step I took was like somebody took a knife and stepped into my back and sent like electricity or something. It was so painful. I went to the hospital and they took an x-ray and they showed the x-ray to me. And the doctor said that you will die in the next few days from suffocation or the next few minutes when the air crushed your heart unless we do the procedure now. So what happens that when I saw the x-ray, now the lung is so big, and I saw that my lung had collapsed to the size of an egg, mm. all the way to the very bottom. And I was like, in shock. And when he said, you will die, I actually collapsed onto the ground, I was crying. So that was like, was, was so traumatizing in a sense, because it's a near death in a sense, right? Yeah. But I didn't know that there were other side effects. So let's break off a little bit. So what happened is this, there's a conscious mind, there's an unconscious mind. The conscious mind is like a gatekeeper. You, right now as an adult, okay, you listen to me, you can choose to reject or accept. But what happens is that when you give a shock to a person, that conscious mind can temporarily go down. And then when it's down, the information or what is happening can actually imprint onto the unconscious mind. And that's what's happening right there. When the doctor gave me the x-ray and then he said this, oh, you will die, da, 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 my, and I dropped to the ground, my conscious mind was down and my unconscious mind is trying to process, what the hell is happening? Like, why are we dying? Oh, the lung has a problem. But why does the lung have a problem? Oh, in presentation, we have the breathing difficulties. So what I didn't know was that they actually linked together the trauma and the presentation. So I developed post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. For the next two and a half years in poly, Every time I did a presentation, I would actually have to run to somewhere private, usually the toilet, and I'm having a mental, physical, emotional breakdown. And I was just crying and I'm standing in front of a mirror and I'm like wondering, since when did I have stage fright? Like, so bad, so severe. But I didn't know it was actually PTSD. Much later, I actually met this face reader uh, and then he actually shared how um, he can see on my face that I should have been dead long ago. So it was a bit, wow, you know? So I'm like, this, 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 this is going to an area that it's, uh, unknown to me because I'm Catholic. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. believe in all this corporate telling. And yet he's, he's describing something that is, yeah. you don't just tell any Tom, Dick and Harry and yeah, that's right, you know. And, and I decided to just follow him for a bit and he was sharing about how uh, certain Chinese metaphysics or TCM, the energy, the Qigong and everything. And how, it, and I realized how important health was. Like if your health sucks, you can't do a lot of things in life. And through the law of attraction, uh, what happens is that there is a reticular activating system yeah, so because I wanted to look for health, I start seeing things about health. And then on Facebook, an ad pop up, NLP. This NLP is actually from Australia, it was a Facebook ad, and it talks about holistic health techniques. So I actually went for the workshop and I went for the course. And it was during the basic NLP course, that's when I realized that my issue was actually PTSD and that it can be cured. The only thing was, I didn't want to ask my classmates. They're, they're just as basic as me. <laughs> they thought they screwed my mind again, you know, so I don't want that. So I actually went for the master NLP course. And during the master NLP course was when I realized that hypnosis is the core of um, almost all the techniques in NLP. So a little bit of background in NLP. John Gringer and Richard Bentler, they actually took the best practices at that point in time, put it together and call it NLP. What did it take? 
they took body language, coaching, as well as hypnosis, among other things. So a lot of techniques inside actually do come from hypnosis. One of the techniques that my trainer wanted to teach or, or train us in, I actually, demo, uh, actually uh, offered myself up as a demo subject. So that was, for, of course, for my PTSD issue. And that was probably the most emotional but most healing experience I've had. I was standing in front of like, I think 20 people or so, and I was like crying, crying, crying because I was so-called relieving that, that trauma. Mm. But this time is to heal. It's quite fast. It's, it's quite effective. It's not the one where we see on television, the traditional <laughs> two hours hypnosis. It's just, it's just there. And I can doing it in a cafe, in a restaurant, and I just help people. But before I start a business, continue to work on myself. Why? Because I work on myself on personal development, on health, yes. But what about business? I didn't do anything about that. So I used whatever techniques that I've learned on myself first about business. For example, if you have a mindset that when you start a business and it's like uh, everybody's going to be close-minded, not going to be a client, you need to change that mindset because otherwise you're going to attract those kind of clients. Mm -hmm. Then you'll fail. Right? So I had to change that. Uh, money beliefs. And from that kind of idea, it can potential to have a poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't want to have that because I, you, know, you want a business, you want to have money to sustain, otherwise you'll be collapsing on yourself. So I had to remove such things, money mindset, business mindset, change all the things until I felt I was ready. Then I started my business. Very interesting. So now, what about when you're saying you're going in and, and deconstructing things, what are, people, what are some people's barriers? Maybe they have a mindset of like, oh, you know, hypnosis, like what is that? Or they're not sure, or they associate it with something mm -hmm. negative. How do, you, how do you break through that barrier? So for example, the misconception that hypnosis is mind control or you lose your free will, uh, you lick up your secrets. Now, the thing about hypnosis and trance is that we are always going to trance every single day already. When you daydream, you use your imagination. The funny thing is that when you can feel an emotion, you're already tapping into the unconscious mind because the unconscious mind sort of controls your emotions while your conscious mind is more logical. So if you can go into trance already by yourself, then all I do is just, I just use that natural occurring phenomena to actually do therapeutic work. So then also you have free will. I can only hypnotize you for therapeutic purposes if you can give your permission or consent. This means that if there is a secret that you don't want to share with me, you will not share with me. You know, we've talked a little bit about this. You know, you had to open yourself up a little bit to, to that healing. So you've, you know, that's a process I'm familiar with, you know, changing that mindset, you know, through some self-awareness and through some exposure to new things, you start to open that door. But then you also, you know, go deeper because, you know, I can't just say, hey, McKing, it looks like PTSD was connected uh, with that near-death experience. So don't worry about it. But you're saying that hypnosis taps into a deeper level of subconscious to, you know, you talked about, you know, that door is open, it's yes. connected. So maybe you can tell us more about how, how it, that disconnects, how you, how you heal that, that subconscious. So depending on the construct of the problem, then we can use hypnosis to go in and then uh, deconstruct the problem. So for example, in my case, think of it as presentation and emotion is actually connected together. And what I did was, or, or yeah, what, what, what we did with my trainer, is that we had to relieve that moment, and then we actually from a, like a third party, third, uh, yeah, third party point of view, actually helped to disconnect that emotion from the presentation, and, and also to resolve, and even do a forgiveness process for the doctor, because quote unquote, I was hurt by the doctor. So by healing that part, doing the forgiveness process for his hurts onto me, it sort of 
let go of the emotion so that I can still recall logically, yeah, this happened to me, but I don't have the emotional connection to it anymore. Mm. So that's for me. Now, um, for a number of issues, this is actually one way we can help people. Sometimes it's a little bit different because it could be that the problem construct, we need to deconstruct it by changing the whole symbology of it. And sometimes it's also, a, a, could be a case of, well, think of it this way, your mind is not this in your brain. Your mind is actually out of your body into the space around. Of course, everybody's different. Some people's minds are really just their body. Some people is uh, encompassing the space around it. And, and I had this lady who's, uh, she said that success is out of reach. And normally when somebody tells you something's out of reach, it's usually beyond the arm's length. Because no matter where you go in the physical space, in your mind, it's still beyond the arm's reach. Yeah. But in her case, her, her success was actually just directly in front of her. So then I asked her, so why do you say success is out of reach? And she said, that's because it's not in my body. And I'm like, oh, okay, if it's not in your body, take your hand, grab it, push it into your body. And now what happens? And when she did that, her tears flowed. And she's like, the king, I finally feel like success is within me. Like, I achieved success now. And I'm like, congratulations. And then she said, oh, by the way, my king, the fear of failure is gone. So what happened for her was that success popped out of her body and the whole remaining in the mind, the construct, that whole was a fear of failure. And success is just floating in front. So all we need is just shift something and it's all wrong. <laughs> so everybody's different in the sense. Sometimes it's a, a, a re releasing or letting go of an emotion, whether through forgiveness or just a resolution, finding a positive learnings. Sometimes it's shifting things around. Sometimes it's just deconstructing and reconstructing something else. That sort of covers most, if not all, the techniques that I do, <laughs> basically. And so, you know, through, through understanding, you help them kind of change that mindset. Because now they need, some people need to be somewhat more open to it. If they're like, oh, you know, I, I can't be hypnotized or, you know, maybe I want to change, but I, I feel like I can't be hypnotized. Yeah. You know, what are some of the processes you do to, to kind of open their minds? To For that, I'll actually bring them to, to remember in their points of life where they did experience mini trances whether it's a recollection of a memory, uh, emotion, or daydream, uh, or the tapping to emotion, uh, sorry, uh, imagination, or if they drive, you know. So what happens is, if you're a driver, and you drive from point A to point B, have you ever, from point to point B along a familiar route, find yourself at point B, and you don't even know what happened? Yeah, it's a little, you're a little, like, a little startled by it, but you're like, I guess my brain just kind of went into autopilot for a little bit there. That's a trance. It's a kind of driving trance, is it? Um, or even like uh, maybe you forgot where you put your keys, your glasses, you know, these are all little mini trances along the way. So when somebody who says that, oh, they can't be hypnotized, and then they actually share about this, and then they realize, okay, they've been in trance before. So now the thing is, next step is whether they're willing to actually change. Now, if they do not want to give permission for change, then yes, I cannot hypnotize them at all, you know, because they do not want to be in that trance with somebody else to actually have changed. For example, let's say, uh, again, forgiveness. Let's say uh, a person has been abused by another person and at that point in time, they cannot forgive that person. It's fine. You know, they can be in hypnosis, but they decided, you know what? I can't forgive this person at this point in time. I'm still angry with him. That's fine. So I can't like force a person to just change for whatever reason. They have to be willing to change and seek help for themselves. So in this case, especially when parents bring their kids, I have to tell the parents, you, you can't just bring your kid to me and I just poof and it's done, you know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> the kid has to realize that uh, there is an issue. Um, but at the same time also, I would want to have an open discussion because it's possible that the parents see the issue, but the issue is not directly on the kid. It could be actually from the parents themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's not just about learning the, the, the techniques of uh, hypnosis. It's really, you know, going down on what is the core of the problem there. 
I see that exploratory process really important. Um, what about going back a little bit? Um, you mentioned that you know you started to understand law of attraction. You started to see things um, appear differently. Could you speak a little bit about you know law of attraction and and how that's been something you've incorporated into your life? So the thing about law of attraction is just like law of gravity. It's there. It's not something that you can like control, quote unquote, or you can utilize because because it's just like law of gravity. You know, like you jump, you will fall. It's law of gravity. What I find is that for the law of attraction is that we need to understand it's not think positive to attract positivity into your life, but rather what is already in your mind that attracts into your life. Example, if you are brought up in a family where the mindset from the parents is, uh, let's say, poverty mindset, then there's a higher chance that the person will have poverty mindset. Now, if a person has poverty mindset, they're not going to attract money that easily, right? They're going to attract poverty debts. So what's happening is this, or what I mean to share, is that what we learn from our parents, our family, that is stuck as a belief, attitude, mindset, or pattern, program, whatever you call it, in our mind. And the law of attraction will attract whatever is in our mind to us. So what happens is that when you want to think positive and you realize that you can't attract that positive, that's because there's something negative or opposite uh, reaction, product, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. in the mind that is actually inhibiting or limiting that positive stuff. You get where I'm coming from. Yeah. So what happens is that we actually got to resolve this negative, the limiting, the things that are holding us back. Then we can, uh, we can actually attract what we want in our lives in that sense. Now, once we actually uh, have that, yeah, actually the, the inverse is also true. Lah. If you were to want, quote unquote, negative, you attract negative into your life. You know? Same thing, whether it's positive or negative, mm -hmm. it, it, it goes both ways. And what happens is that what I do share is that it's actually self-hypnosis. Whatever we say, we're straight away going to the unconscious mind. Now, as I mentioned earlier, if I say something, you can choose to accept or reject, right? Close mm -hmm. the open door. But whatever you say to yourself will, will confirm 100% open doors. Mm -hmm. You will go into the unconscious mind. Now, what happens is that once it goes to the unconscious mind, if let's say you say negative, and oh, you know what? There's like 10 years of negative that fits this negative mindset, it will come true. Then that's what we call self-fulfilling prophecy, mm -hmm. right? But if you say something positive, and the positive, if it fits, there's 10 years positive, great. But if there's a 10 year negative, you'll counter that two second positive, that positive doesn't come true. So that's where self-hypnosis comes in. Now, when we actually say something, for example, oh, you know what, I feel like buying a new car. Then what's going to happen is that you're going to start saying, hey, you know what, this is color brand, this, this car model, uh, the car license plate number. You're going to start seeing all this all over the place. Now, they've been there already. This is that because you said it, you sort of wanted it, then you start looking up these kind of things. This is like how the NLP ad probably has been on my Facebook page for how I don't know how long. But because I want to focus on health, bing, holistic, hey, that caught my eye. Mm. So that's how that part works. Once we understand this process as well as knowing what is holding us back, that will allow us to actually so-called utilize the law of attraction much more easily compared to before, where you think this think positive and check positive, it's not just that anymore. Very interesting. You know, I, I've, I've heard the example, you know, you, even when you like type something in, Google's tracking, you know, yes. oh, you're looking for this and then you see it more. And some people say, I, I've said that out loud. Yes. And then I'm starting to see these things pop up. Yes. I mean, the article was mentioning, yeah, that same concept, that particular, you're associating yes. the fact that people think, oh, you know, these technologies are listening to what we're yes. saying. But it's just the fact of that you're saying it that self-hypnosis is kind of kicking in. It's got that open door and then you're seeing it. So let's describe that. And now what about the people you help? What kind of things are people coming to you looking for help with? Most people come to me is related to mental health. 
So that's actually my specialty as well, since I've been there, anxiety, PTSD, depression, I've been there before. So my specialty is with mental health. So most people come to me is for like anxiety, some depression, some trauma, some cases of abuse, and then they have to actually let go of it. But I do have some people who come to me for relationship issues, money issues. This is because the family that they're brought up in actually contributes to that. So again, going back to learning from a family, what I give an example is that if there is a father beating a mother, that's a case of abuse. Let's say there's a son and a daughter. The son will learn from the father what it means to be a man. So the son will learn from the father, oh, either A, you've let someone beat them. So this person will actually become an abuser in the future. Or B, if you're angry, just beat someone. So this person might go out of jail or something. You know? yeah. Or C, A and B combined. Or D, F, G, like maybe um, men are higher than women or whatever. The girl will learn from the mom what it means to be a woman. So she will learn A, if you love someone, get beaten by them. So this girl is where we hear of cases of women going from abusive relationship to abusive relationship to abusive relationship, three first, three first, three first, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like stuck in it. It's from this, from the mom. Now, they could also be learning. Uh, if you get beaten, just keep quiet. So in this case, get bullied in school, and just keep quiet. C, A and B combined, and maybe even other cases, right? So when we learn, but we also not just learn directly from that, we also learn what a man is, or what a woman is, what a family is all about. So what happens is that under the law of attraction, these two kids grow up to be adults and they will start to attract into their lives that same pattern. So the girl might be consciously trying to get a guy, a gentleman who doesn't beat her. Okay, She might think positive. And what's going to happen is that because the pattern in her mind is that the man is abusive, she's going to unconsciously attract such people. The guy looks like a gentleman, like doesn't beat. Turns out he's an abuser. The man is going to search for girls who are submissive so that he can be in that case. So that's where the law of attraction comes in. Then they will come to me because now the relationship is an issue. So I got to help them to resolve. And for these cases, one way is actually to go back in time, a regression technique in their mind, in their memories, and to sort of let go of what they learned about the man, about the woman, from the mom and the dad. One of the processes is to do a forgiveness process. Yeah, and once we disconnect, okay, those are my parents, that's not me, then they can start to rebuild their life from there, what they want to look for in a man or a woman, and what they are all about. Instead of like a, a negative person, they can be a positive person in that sense. So that's how relationship issues. It's like, it's like we, are, we are human, but it's like we are a giant cell replicating from the parent cells, and we're going to duplicate and replicate mm-hmm. in our own future families as well. I think it's, it speaks you know, a lot about your character that you, you're doing what you love. Um, so, I mean, how, if, if people, you know, listen to this and they, they, they maybe they've identified issues in their life, they want to think about contacting you, what's the best way to, to, to hear from you and you know, how can you help? Okay, so uh, you can actually check out my website, leemcking.sg, so L-E-E-M-C-K-I-N-G.sg, or my Facebook or Instagram is actually Hypnotist. Yeah, you can like, follow, and then of course you can text me there. I'll respond pretty fast. And, uh, you know, I saw you at events. You do events very often where you kind of speak about different things or... If I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time coming on Mindset Park. And I think it's been an interesting journey, you know. Uh, so I'm excited to, to hear from you in the future. What you Thank do. you. Right. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join the conversation on MindsetPark.com by liking, commenting, and subscribing. Subscribers get inside access to insights from global thought leaders. Remember, your life is only as good as your mindset.